because my title of the, my message this morning is on choices. And uh, I'd like to talk about the choices that we make and uh, how they, they build on each other and make and, and bring set patterns for life. I won't be looking at very many different scriptures in the Bible, but I'd like to use uh, the verse in Joshua 24:15 as a, as a theme verse. Choose you this day whom ye will serve. <clears throat> but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I distinctly chose to not say that one-liner, so you can ask me afterward if you want to. This is from a news article on a robbery <clears throat> on Friday afternoon, August 31st, 2012. At 1.30 p.m., a man and a woman pulled up to the Freedom Express gas station in Leesburg, Ohio, Leesburg, Indiana. Before going into the store, the man filled his vehicle with gas once inside, he pulled out a knife with a black handle and demanded money from the clerk. He left with an undisclosed amount of money. The getaway vehicle held a woman and two children. That evening at around 6.40 p.m., the, the South Woodley police officers were investigating a stopped van just outside of town. Each adult had a suspended driver's license and the two small children with them appeared to not have been taken care of properly. The couple was arrested and the children were taken into protective custody. In the van, the officers also found synthetic marijuana and devices used to smoke the substance. On Saturday, officials learned that the couple might have been involved with the robbery in Leesburg. In the investigation, the couple confessed to the Leesburg armed robbery. When God created mankind in the garden, uh, at creation, he gave man a special gift. God gave man the ability to choose, to choose his own destiny. It didn't take man long to choose, to choose evil instead of good, to choose to disobey instead of to obey, to choose Satan instead of God. People of all ages need to choose. Typically, the younger you are, the less choices you have. But in reality, even young children make choices, maybe hundreds of choices every day. There are life choices, there are long-term choices, there are short-term choices, there are yearly choices, monthly choices, weekly choices, daily choices, hourly choices, minute choices, second choices, and split-second choices. Today, we have more options than people have had, ever had, I believe. You go to the grocery store to buy breakfast cereal and there are many, maybe a hundred choices. You go to Subway and need, you need to make a lot of choices. If you have difficulty with making choices, that's not a good place to go to eat. Uh, as of this past Friday, June 25th, at the Warsaw Walmart Subway, I found these choices. You choose one of six kinds of bread, you choose one of 19 sandwich flavors, which include 21 protein options. You choose between five kinds of cheeses. You choose between 11 kinds of veggies. You choose to make a, 
a cold or hot sandwich, sandwich, and you choose between 12 kinds of dressings and condiments. So at this point, you, have, you would have the option of 150,480 different possibilities. But you go on, you choose to make, you choose whether you make it a meal or not. You choose between cookies or chips. If you chose cookies, you choose between six kinds of cookies. I didn't know they had that many. I thought there were just two. If you chose chips, you, there are 12 options. I didn't know there were that many. I thought there were four maybe. You choose at least 14 different kinds of drinks. So you had to make decisions in 11 categories to choose from 91 options. So how many possibilities were there in that simple choice for something to eat? Well, if you chose cookies, there were 50,561,280 possibilities. So think about that, how many times you'd have to eat in Subway to, to, to cover all of those. But if you chose chips, you had 101,122,560 possibilities. <clears throat> that doesn't include the, the choice of making different sized sandwich uh, or different sized drinks. Some choices are simple and without serious consequences, like Subway. Some choices are life-threatening, others are life-directing and become patterns. I wonder what the first wrong choice was for that couple that made that robbery at the gas station. <clears throat> like, <clears throat> likely it was not a serious one, but it directed their lives and other decisions were built on those first decisions. Some choices are easy to undo, some last a year. Yesterday I was mowing lawn and I drove around, was going around the garden. I was thinking about this message and I thought, There's, we, we made choices when we planted the garden. We won't, those choices will last this year, this summer. Uh, you, you could plant radishes again and get a crop, but you couldn't decide to choose a different kind of tomato. Some last decades. Also in the backyard I have some fruit trees. And uh, some of those trees are 30 years old. Uh, they can be undone. They're not all standing anymore. Some I trimmed real close to the ground. Other choices last a lifetime. Tattoos, felonies, marriage. Be careful about making split-second choices. Kind of like whether you want to say that one-liner or not. Choices made on a dare are usually not good choices. Some choices are physical, some are spiritual. Another way to illustrate that the effect or the way that choices can build on each other is how you, fold, how you can fold a piece of paper. Here I have a piece of paper, actually parchment paper from the kitchen, and this, this sheet of paper is two thousandths of an inch thick. How many times can you fold a piece of paper like this? So I'm going to fold it once, twice, three times, four times, five times, six times, seven times. Uh, if I would stick it in a vise and use a hammer, I could probably bend it eight times, but it's, 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 pretty much impossible.
people. They've been at eight times. So those decisions that you make build on each other and uh, can affect, uh, can just go a long ways. If I would bend this, if I could fold this 10 times, it would be an inch thick. It would be 512 layers of paper. So I like numbers, so this is, if I would, if you could fold a piece of paper 44 times, it would be 17,592,186,044,416 inches thick or 277,654 miles thick. Be over 8 trillion layers, and it would be farther than the distance from the Earth to the Moon. You want to go a little farther? If you would bend it, if you could fold it 52 times, it would be farther than the distance to the Sun. And if you go 60 times, it would be farther, quite a bit farther, about one and a half times as far as the Voyager 1 traveled since from. 1977 to January 28, 2021, 14 trillion billion miles, not that far, but it was, it, it left the, the solar system out past the Kuiper bands at over 30, 38,000 miles per hour. You know, when we sang that Something directed me this morning to think about the choice that Adam and Eve made in the garden. Those, those folds are still going on today. They're, they affect us today. Several weeks ago, some of us men from church traveled to Ohio for, a, for an event and we traveled down from west of, west of Berlin. We traveled 641, I think, down through, through past Googiesburg Cheese and got to the small town of Charm. Uh, tourists think it's charming, but locals didn't, don't think so as well. But if you would turn right, there's no east and west in there, turn right, you would go back into the more hilly, hillier country. That's where my dad grew up in the little town of Bex Mills. And as we were driving down through there, I thought, I told the man, you know, I could be living here. I could be one of these farmers. I saw a, one of those old hay loaders sitting out in the field. I could be not baling hay on those hills, but putting up loose hay. I could be maybe riding a bicycle to Kime Lumber. But at least they have e-bikes there. They go, that's, that would be a, a huge benefit. So some of the choices that my dad made, one of those was when he married my mom. I don't, they never really wanted to tell us where they met. She was from the Sugar Creek area. And uh, so they lived in the Bex Mills area for several years. And then they decided to move to Sugar Creek. So that was another choice that they made. Then he farmed for a, a non-Amish farmer for a while. And uh, then in the spring, early summer of 
1959, while my mom was carrying me before I was born, the George Brunk II tent meetings were going on in the area. Dad was Amish. He went to those tent meetings. Mom didn't go along because she was pregnant, <clears throat> but one evening she did. And Dad waited until that evening that she was along. And he walked, he walked that sawdust trail and he gave his heart to the Lord. Fred Hostetler from, later on at least, from the Zion Conservative Church. Some of you may know him. If you ever met him, you probably remember him. He led him to the Lord. So they started attending the Bethel um, Church. That was in Berlin. And then there was a group of, there were so many people coming to the church that there was a group started in Sugar Creek area in the Maranatha congregation. That's where, that's where I grew up. I never remember uh, not even going to the Bethel Church. So those are choices that my dad made, and they affected me now. And then, but they're choices that our siblings make, and they all affect each other. Uh, in 1969, my oldest sister went to Faith Mission Home, and then uh, another sister went there, and later on, I went there. And something, um, some choice that my wife made, well, Naomi made, uh, she ended up there too. And so we met there for real. And uh, so a couple more choices and circumstances, uh, I ended up here in Indiana. And I know hilly, hilly country is really beautiful, but I, I really like this flat land. It's a lot easier to mow lawn and build houses on. <clears throat> so you may wish you could make more of your own choices. But since we don't always make the correct choices, it's important to have a guide that helps us in the important choices of life. Some of the reasons we make choices are, one is because they are important to me. They're temporal choices. So we have basic natural desires or needs in life, but desires, are those are basically selfish in na nature. Uh, food and drink, whether we go to Subway or somewhere else. Uh, we usually buy what we think tastes good. Maybe later in life we choose something that we know is good for us. But we have natural cravings. You know, there's just, some of us like sweet things, some of us like savory things. Then there are other basic things like clothes. Another other temporal or choices that we make that are about our significance. Those, those can, we can make those on a, on a temporal basis. What do I get out of this? What friends do I choose? Uh, what do I get out of the friends that I choose or the possessions that I have? But what is important to God and eternal choices are really, really important to make. Now, we have spiritual needs. We look beyond ourselves. We compare ourselves to God's holiness instead of comparing ourselves to others. And in our significance, we also choose friends and possessions but based, making choices, we should make choices based on the realization that these things are not really that important in relation to eternity. 
things that we have are used for the honor and glory of God. That's why we should do those things. <clears throat> so we should choose God. One excellent way to make sure you choose the, to always make the right choice is to predecide. And there are several uh, examples in the Bible that show us, uh, show us that. And one is in, the, in Jeremiah 35, 1 through 11, we, we find the story about the Rechabites. And it actually began 240 years earlier. But I'd like to read 11 verses in Jeremiah 35 that talk about the, the Rechabites. <clears throat> Jeremiah 35, 1. The word which came unto Jeremiah from the Lord in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, saying, Go unto the house of the Rechabites and speak unto them and bring them into the house of the Lord, into one of the chambers and give them wine to drink. This was direct word from God to Jeremiah. Then I took Jazaniah, the son of Jeremiah, the son of Abazaniah, and his, and his brethren and all his sons and the whole house of the Rechabites. And I brought them into the house of the Lord, into the chamber of the sons of Hanan, the son of a few more people there, the keeper of the door, into the chamber of, and the, keep, the keeper of the door. And I set before the sons of the house of the Rechabites pots full of wine and cups. And I said unto them, drink ye wine. But they said, we will drink no wine, <clears throat> for Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, commanded us, saying, Ye shall drink no wine, neither ye nor your sons forever. Neither ye shall ye build house, nor sow seed, nor plant vineyard, nor have any, but all your days ye shall dwell in tents, that ye may live many days in the land where ye be strangers. Thus have we obeyed the voice of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, in all that he hath charged us to drink no wine all our days, we, our wives, our sons, nor our, our daughters, nor to build houses for us to dwell in. Neither have we vineyards, nor fields, nor seed. But we have dwelt in tents and have obeyed and have done according to all that Jonadab, our father, commanded us. But it came to pass when Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came up into the land that we said, Come and let us go to Jerusalem for fear of the army of the Chaldeans and for fear of the army of the Syrians. So we dwell in Jerusalem. And uh, Jeremiah goes on to say, the Lord says, I wish you would obey me like they have obeyed their father. We should choose, we, if we chose, those, those men, it w there wasn't a question. They didn't have to decide whether or not they're going to drink wine. They had made that decision. <clears throat> now, some of us, when we go to Subway, we don't have to go through all of those decisions, right? Oh. Uh, some people don't like black olives, so that's not even a choice, not even an option. Oh, but if you don't try it, sometime they're not that bad. But so there are a lot of things that we do, we don't we don't really make that many choices because we've predecided some of those things. Uh, we you know there are lots of different coffee creamers and flavors to put in your coffee. Some of us just like coffee, uh, so you don't have to every day before when before you drink a cup of coffee. You go through those 100 different flavor options. You just, you've, you've made that choice. That's the same way it was with, with Rechabites. They, that's how we should obey God. <clears throat> but interestingly enough, 
And this isn't necessarily a good reason to always make same choices on what we do. If we make the wrong choice over and over and over, we're still making the wrong choice. But in, uh, according to the Jewish Encyclopedia, in uh, an, an English missionary, Dr. Wolf, uh, were found by him back in 1828 near Mecca in Arabia. He credits them with the observance of the pure Mosaic law. They speak Arabic and a little Hebrew. They are good horsemen and number about 60,000. Uh, it doesn't say whether they're still living in tents, but it seems li likely that they might be doing that. <clears throat> so there's another example of a person who made, had predecided what he was going to do is Daniel. When he went to, he and his friends, where the young men were carried to Babylon, they when they were given that option of eating pork and wine and drinking wine, it wasn't an option for them. They had said, we, we can't do this. And they appealed to, to the, the man who was serving them. <clears throat> so he, he had friends. Daniel had friends. And uh, we choose friends. And some of those friends can be, those friends can be very, are very influential in our lives. I credit, I give a lot of uh, benefit to some friends that I had when I was uh, in the youth group. The song that I, we sang this morning, Rise Up, O Men of God, it invariably takes me back to, to uh, singing with a, a, a group of men, 280 strong, at the All Ohio Men's, uh, All Ohio Men's Chorus, and we sang at the MCC um, relief auction several times. Uh, I still get glory bumps when I sing that song. It's because a friend of mine uh, and I decided to go sing with a, the Holmes County Men's Chorus, and this was a Mennonite group. There were 70-year-olds in there. We were 19, and uh, they kind of, wondered who we were. But it gave, it, you know, when you have someone to go with you, it gives you a lot more courage to go. And I was, I, my buddy Mark was a leader and I followed him. But we did a lot of things together. Uh, we sang together. And those are, those are very empowering choices that, that you make. Or it's just, I didn't really make that choice, maybe. We were born the same year. We probably slept in the, in the same nursery crib at some point or another. Um, but uh, we grew up together, and we did a lot of things together. Uh, young men, I would encourage you to be a Daniel or find a Daniel uh, as you're going through school or as you're going through uh, the youth group and find the right, the right person and uh, to join up with uh, young ladies as well. Uh, just find the right person. You can, uh, I just, I've, I've seen students in school and even now, even though I'm not teaching, I see young men who are, who are that kind of person. And uh, I just, uh, that thrills my heart. They make those choices. Um, but young men, boys, uh, be careful about making split-second choices or uh, 
daring choices. When you're out there with your 22 and you're looking for starlings to peck off, if there's one sitting on the power line, don't. Or if you wonder if you could hit that buzzard that's flying around up there, don't. Um, or for all of us, if we're online and we see that link and we wonder where that goes, don't. If we're reading, we're on face, uh, media somewhere and we read something and we real snarky comment comes to our mind and we yeah, just don't. Some of those things we will never regret if we don't do them, but we may always regret them if we do. Joseph was a man who made some very powerful choices and he didn't have any friends. That is very amazing. Very amazing. So predecide. Have something set in your mind that you will not do. And you can, there are things that you can do that. Here are some. Because if you wait to decide until you're in the middle of a situation, you'll probably choose the wrong thing. Here's one. I will not consider dating someone who is not a Christian. Never take a drink of alcohol, use tobacco or drugs. Think of Daniel. Always protect purity, yourself and others. Think of Joseph. Then commit yourself to these, to these things. Always obey God's word. And in God's word we find that marriage is for life with a Christian Marriage for life versus divorce. In the Bible we find about the sanctity of life. That think that means not going to war? Do you think that means not caring in self-defense? Because if we're supposed to be witnesses to God, to about Jesus, I've always wondered, do you witness to the thief in your house before or after you pull the trigger? Self-defense, murder, or abortion, sanctity of life. Predecide on purity versus immorality. Predecide on man and woman, male and female, instead of instead of gender dysphoria. Predecide on integrity. Always say and live the truth. And just recognize God's authority structure. That's in the Bible too. So choose, choose you this day. Uh, again, Joshua 24, 15, it says, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Several quotes from men, people who... Talk about choices. Uh, Norman Schwarzkopf was an American general, I think, in the first uh, Iraqi war. He said, the truth of the matter is that you always know the right thing to do. The hard part is doing it. I think he's talking about knowing whether it's right or wrong. Things are right or wrong. Judith Knowlton is an author. She said, I discovered I always have choices and sometimes it's only a choice of attitude. Those choices may be the hardest ones to make sometimes. Tyron Edwards, the theologian, said, 
Right actions in the future are the best apologies for bad actions in the past. You know, there's a lot to say about God being a redemptive God. And uh, it doesn't mean we can, we can sin and we'll repent later. But it does mean that God forgives our bad choices. Viktor Frankl was a concentration camp survivor. He said, we who lived in concentration camps can remember the men <clears throat> who walked through the huts, comforting others, giving away their last piece of bread. They may have been few in number, but they offer significant proof that everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. And he also said that he could always tell, and he survived, but he could always tell when a man had given up, when they smoked their last cigarette, this is it, I'm, they, they, they gave up, they died. He could, always, he could always pick those men out. He was not a Christian, I don't believe. He was a Jew. I expect he believed in God. But he, he looked, he, he refused to give in to uh, giving up. So, here's a spiritual Subway sandwich you can build. So what kind of bread would you choose? How about the bread of life? Jesus said, I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat men in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh which I will give for the life of the world. So you like to have some meat on your subway. And uh, I know meat, as it's used in the King James, is talking about food. Uh, when talked about our meat, they, talk, they use the word flesh. But Jesus said in John 4.32, and I think it was when he was at the well in, in Samaria, he said unto the disciples when they asked him, did you have something to eat? They went to, into town to get something to eat. He said, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Hath any man brought him out to eat? Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. So you have the bread of life, do the will of God. Then toppings. We all like to. And the one th good thing about this sandwich is you can pile it high. You can pile it so high that normal sandwich you couldn't get into your mouth. Get... Pile, put the works on it. Second Peter 1, 5, 1, 5 through 8 says, And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, virtue knowledge, knowledge temperance, temperance patience, patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Pile it high. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. There is no limit to how. You can make that thing. Just pile it high. So what kind of dressing should we put on it? <clears throat> Philippians 4 talks about the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. 
Next verse says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. That's a good way to top it off. That's, I think that's God's house dressing. <clears throat> so what should we have to drink? Well, the water of life is, is really, nothing beats that. John 4.14 says, Jesus said, But whosoever drinketh of the, of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. So choose life, eternal life. Choose God every time, all the time. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father God, we thank you for giving us freedom of choice. And we admit that there are many times when we choose the wrong thing. Men, Adam and Eve chose the wrong thing early, way in the beginning, and we're still suffering. But Father, we thank you for your redemption and the way that you can, despite the bad choices that we make, you can redeem us from uh, and, and help us to choose, begin to choose correctly and to begin a new life direction. Thank you for uh, wisdom. Thank you for uh, people that help us to make right choices. And Father, help us to encourage others to make wise choices. Just pray that you would uh, guide us and continue to be with us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.